Hey everyone, welcome to this fourth session of our First Corinthians study. I'm trying to do this in short increments. I hope that you've been able to follow along and that this is making First Corinthians come a bit more to life for you. This is a letter, remember, from Paul to a Corinthian church that, um, as someone said at our, our in-person Bible study, is a hot mess. And so he's addressing the overall principles that we see in the gospel in the context of real life. How, what does it look like for these things to be carried over into real life? And so we are dealing with divisions that are in the Corinthian church that people are following Paul or Apollos, that there are, are sin, there is sin within the church being tolerating, tolerated, causing divisions among them. And now we're going to look at food because remember, food is a big component of keeping Torah, the law. There's a big component of that. And so how do we, in the church, um, how do we relate to each other in community? And he is saying, this is the way of love. So 1 Corinthians chapter 8, let's read a bit. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as as to eating food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence and that there's no God but one. So what he is saying here is, listen, he says, we know that the idols, the statues in these temples that surround us, they are not real gods. And so when food is offered to them, it is food that is offered to gods that aren't real. And so he's like, we know that it's not actually food sacrificed to idols um, because there are no, these idols aren't actually God. Uh, he's like, we know that, right? But he said, to know that puffs us up. But what is the difference when that knowledge is rooted in your love for God? So what he is distinguishing here is knowledge puffs up. And so he's saying, you could go to people who are Christians He's, this is, these are Jewish Christians, right? You can go to them and you can make your argument and you can get your point across and you can say, it is, it is my right to eat this food. He says, but that's not what we're called to do. There's, a, there's another way of handling this. And he said, that is loving God. When you love God, you make arguments very differently, <laughs> You make them differently than, than when you know, when you have knowledge. He says, love, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. And so what is he saying to do? He says, not all possess this knowledge. All, he's saying, some people think that it actually is wrong. He says, and this is their conscience. Being weak is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do eat, no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. So the weak are the ones who believe that, it, it, that we should not eat food that is sacrificed to idols. And he is referring to the strong as those who know the truth 
but are willing to give up their right in order to care for the conscience of their brothers and sisters. He says, make sure that your right does not become a stumbling block. And so knowing that this is not actually food that is contaminated because it's not sacrificed to idols, trying to exert your right of that truth, the freedom that you have because of that truth, is not the way of, of love. He said, that becomes a stumbling block. He's like, listen, he says, you're no better if you eat today or don't eat today. And so if, they're, if, you're, if you are in their presence, he's like, eating because you have the right to is, is not getting your point across in, in a helpful way. And also it is, you know, it, what's, what's it going to harm you if you give up a meal? He's like, do it for your brothers and sisters. Lay down your rights. And then he starts um, chapter 9 by saying, am I not free? He says, for, um, and then he goes on, and you'll see him repeat some of the things he said earlier in, chapter, in, in earlier chapters in, in verse 15. But I have made no use of any of these rights. I have the right to do a lot of things, he says, but I'm making no use of them for your sake. He says in verse 16, he says, For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. He says in verse 22, To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. So he is not saying that to those people outside the church, he's becoming what they are in order to win them. He's saying, really dealing again with the divisions in the church, he says, I become all things to all people that I might win them in a sense. So he's saying, I willingly give up my rights in order that I might save some. He's not suggesting that they not preach the gospel. He's not saying that they refrain from telling the truth. He's saying that the truth will not be heard if you are not if you are proclaiming it in a way that is is self-fulfilling, that you are knowledgeable. He says in a way you, you, you love them and that is proclaimed out of love. And in that sense, he gives himself up and becomes weak for those who are weak. Why? Not to allow them to continue going the way that they are, but in order to win them. And so in what ways today are we exerting our rights in ways that are not helpful? You see, he's saying, listen, the rights that I have are not always helpful. He says in, in verse 23 of chapter 10, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. And so in what ways are we exerting the freedom that we have in the gospel in ways that aren't winning people? Um, he's saying winning the weak or that we might save people. In some ways, exerting our rights that we have in Christ are not always helpful for the sake and the cause of the gospel. 
And so in what ways do we lay ourselves down for our brothers and sisters? This is going to be a big point as we move to the next study. Thanks for joining me.